This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Tuesday the 15th of March. Justin, the iconic Aussie fashion brand Age mm-hmm. is considering an IPO. Like and it makes sense. Over the last five years, Age has recorded a 50% plus compound annual growth rate. That's a nice change for retail if you ask me. I reckon. Brett, get this. A wheat ETF. That's right. A wheat ETF. <laughs> briefly ran out of shares to sell to investors after it experienced a massive price hike. Interesting. It's all because of Ukraine's farm season which is going to face some huge disruptions and probably crunch global supply. Three mature stories today, Justin. Let's do it. For our first. Maya believes that shoppers are officially over indoor clothes like leggings and PJs mm-hmm. and are now way more focused on fashion as restaurants and offices return. I don't know about you, B-Man, but I'm still in the truckies face. Yeah. What you... is the story? Okay, so Maya's been mm, a bit like a sinking ship for a little while. <laughs> Let's wind back the clock. Maya's share price was sitting at about three bucks back in 2013. But in 2020, it dropped to just 10 Ooh. cents at the peak of COVID. But Brett, after releasing its half-year results, Maya's shares are up to nearly 50 cents now. Not bad, not bad at all. <laughs> and what did these results actually show? Total sales growth jumped 8.5% okay. to $1.5 million. And it's all thanks to Maya's 3.5 million Maya One customers who represented around 70% of all of Maya's sales. So what's the key learning here? Loyalty programs are on the rise in Australia and actually around the world. Get this, 89% of Australians are enrolled in at least one loyalty program. And Justin, the average number of memberships is 4.4 programs per human. I think I'm on about 20. (laughs) But the challenge for companies is getting its members to actively participate slash buy as part of these programs. Yeah, now that might mean getting members to take up personalised discounts Mm -hmm. or incentives or invitations. And why is this so important for brands? Well, Jazzy Boy, generally, a small percentage of a company's customers generate most of its sales. And it tends to be the loyalty customers that do the bulk of the purchasing. The old 80-20 rule, you could say, my friend. Exactly. Case in point, my one and it's 70% of sales coming from its loyalty customers. For our second story, LimeWire is coming back. But Ooh. this time, it won't be a dodgy music piracy service. <laughs> it's a fully-fledged <laughs> NFT marketplace. Uh, does anything ever die <laughs> on the internet, Justin? Tell me more. Okay, so LimeWire is probably best described as a discontinued peer-to-peer file-sharing service. Most famous for people illegally downloading into club by 50 Cent. <laughs> or infecting millions of computers with viruses. <laughs> and it was big, like really big, but that's in years gone by, Justin. In fact, Brett, at one point, its software was installed on 18% of all computers in circulation. And of course, that led to a big legal battle between LimeWire and the recording industry in the US. Now, Brett, we thought we'd seen the last of LimeWire when it shut down in 2010, but now it's back. That's right. Two Australian entrepreneurs have bought the rights to the name and logo. And now, LimeWire is relaunching as a mainstream digital collectibles marketplace for art and entertainment, and they're focusing on music to start with. Uh, playing on our nostalgia. Yep. So what is the key learning here? Nostalgia marketing is a tool that businesses use to connect the audience with positive concepts or ideas from the past. The idea is to associate your brand with the feeling of comfort triggered by that nostalgic idea. And Brett, it ain't a new concept. Spotify used characters from the 80s film The NeverEnding Story oh, yeah. as part of its 2016 campaign. And Daryl Lee brought back that Yellow Pages famous ad, Not Happy Jan, <laughs> from 2000, even just for a little while. And Brett, it makes sense because we know that customers are more likely to engage with something that triggers an emotional response. LimeWire's founders could have started just, you know, an NFT marketplace under a different name. But they didn't. They chose to play on their brand that users were nostalgic about. The irony is, though, a company that used to promote music piracy is now hoping to attract top-tier artists from the music world (laughs) to use its platform. For our third 
third and final story, Amazon has announced its first stock split Ooh. since the dot-com boom, and they're telling their investors they'll receive 20 shares for each share that they currently own. First, Jeff Bezos goes to space, then he splits his stock. Brett, what could possibly be next? No idea, but Amazon has been through a few big changes lately, Justin. Jeffy B stepped down from his role as CEO. And the stock was the worst performer among big tech companies in the US last year. And this year, their share price has dropped 16% as well. So now, Justin, Amazon said it's going to launch a $10 billion share buyback and a 20 for 1 stock split. Side note, that'd be its first stock split since 1999. And it's all to try and turn things around, instill some fresh confidence in its shareholders. So what is the key learning here? A stock split is when a company's board of directors decides to divide its existing shares into multiple shares. Just like when you divide that sweet, sweet Cadbury block from one block into 20 little bites. <laughs> stock splits sound like a big change, but fundamentally, they actually don't change anything about the company. Yep, it just means that the price per share is going to decrease. So rather than $100 per share, a 24-one stock split would create 20 shares at $5. But Justin, doesn't this affect shareholders? Oh well, no, because <laughs> your total value is still the same. Ah, and generally, it's a good thing in the long run because it makes the shares more accessible to more investors. Because of their cheaper entry price. So Amazon shareholders might see an influx of investors who can finally afford mm. to get on in. Fluxam, we said if you liked Anastasia on the pod, give us five stars on Spotify. Now we're on 204 and Brett, you're sucked from your role. I'm gone. <laughs> Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow. Now the... <laughs> Could you say that under there? <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. <sighs>